0: welcome to the alliance experience podcast a real estate podcast talking all things property management with a side of banter your hosts are sam riley and myself kelly johnson welcome back to the alliance experience podcast and today we are on number seven seven yeah i fully just like (laughs) joked on what i was saying
1: (laughs) you're like what number again yeah i know
0: (laughs) episode seven and we are discussing Fees, my favourite. Oh, it is your favourite too. Well, it is my whole job. Yeah, fair. So I fair. should, yes. Should love it. Yes, very much so. Um, Sam, how was your week?
1: It Well, it was a bit of a blur actually. Everything kind of went so quick last week. I feel like it was a mixture of quick and slow. Fair. But we lost a property manager, sadly, oh, to Five by so, so Life. So sad. She was such a good property manager oh, too. I know. So just in the process of trying to find someone new. How's that going? Oh, look, not great, Mm. if I'm honest. I'm hoping I've got another few interviews this week, but it's just...
0: It's hard, though, like when we've got such a big team, finding someone that fits in the team and is also as experienced as we need.
1: Yeah, and I feel like that's the most important for me is the team. Yeah. Vibe. We've got, like I said, about 15 staff now, so I need the right person to fit in. So I'm just... Good luck with my search. Good luck
0: with your search. <laughs> Very much good luck.
1: But that's pretty much been my focus, Um, just trying to get that sorted, I think. But how right. about yours?
0: Yeah, good. Same old, just busy. I feel like March is always a weird month. It's yeah. either really busy or really slow. And I think coming into like Easter
1: and everything as well. Well, that's school holidays as well. Yeah. So, term
0: one finishes. So, I think it's like I've got a lot of people that have properties, but they're not ready till like end of April yeah, May. Yeah, okay. So, like property's ready to go is slow compared to normal so the pipeline is there but
1: it's just oh waiting. the pipeline's great <laughs> another four six weeks away it's just not ready yeah crazy it is i think it is like that like you said it's school holidays easter anzac day yeah because like,
0: you've got eastern anzac day in april it really does get us
1: yeah like april is gonna fly by and we will know. be in europe so. and the, yeah
0: then Thanks sam's so leaving me guys for four weeks for
1: europe <laughs> Oh, God, what a time.
0: Yes. Well, let's get into it today because I feel like this one, this one we're actually going to do in a two-parter. Yes. Because it's so much to talk about and we feel like, you know, we'll make the episode maybe a little bit shorter, but do one episode, obviously, on fees and then just continue it on because there's so much to talk about.
1: Yeah, I feel like we could probably be talking forever on fees. So Absolutely. easy to do it that way, I think. So rather than just one long podcast. hmm Cool. So fees, so where do you want to start, Carol? This is your jam. This is your (laughs) your podcast today. I
0: feel like obviously fees are the most discussed item when it comes to property management. Yeah. So for me, obviously, like when I'm trying to list a property, we're a good brand. We have a good team. So the discussion is always usually around our fees. Always. Yeah. And, you know, you give me the full trust on negotiating them, but even sometimes I'll come to you and go, look, (laughs) this client wants this. What do you think? Yeah. Um, But basically I think we should go through the fees, fee by fee, yeah, and just start at the top and run from there. Yeah. Most important fee is the management fee. Of course it is. And for the people, what is the management fee? So the management fee is a fee a percentage. Yeah. Um so industry standard, I believe in WA, so not obviously east coast, this is just us talking WA fees. Yeah. is 9.35. which is 8.5% plus GST. Always sounds better. I always do marketing (laughs) around that. Um, And the management fee is for us to manage the property. Yeah, Um, We take it off the rent as it comes in. So it's obviously taken on the weekly rent. And then the remainder of the rent obviously gets paid to the owner at the end of every month. Yeah. So i know obviously what i explain is a management fee but how would you explain it because i probably am less detailed than you because i overview everything more
1: yeah okay honestly it's been a long time since i have actually had to explain it but i feel like a very similar in a way is that it's just a fee that's for us to manage the property that's charged on gross collections and i think that is an important thing to say gross collections. see
0: A lot of people never did it on gross. So gross is obviously any income that comes through our trust account, the management fee is charged on. So including like water usage, um, pool chemicals, any monies that comes through the trust, we have the right, because it is in the agreement and explained to them, to take the management fee off. So, when you're looking at a management authority, we do obviously put it in there as the fee and it does say gross collections, but I do find that's the biggest sticking point.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Well, we get a water bill and they're like, why isn't it the exact amount? Because we take the management fee. Yeah. So, this is also the one that I find people want to negotiate the most on.
1: Yeah, I guess it it makes sense. It's an ongoing fee. It's one of the main ongoing fees. They want to make sure they're getting the best deal possible.
0: But see, I find this, I was having a conversation obviously with a new client recently and they had purchased a property through us, so they were already like part of Harcourt's client. Yeah, okay. Um, they had purchased it as an investment, so it was always going to be an investment, but they had got a quote from another agency north of us, but does a bit of business within the area. Okay. And they had quoted them 7.5 plus GST. No, 7.5 including GST. Okay. Yes. Yep. So the client came to me and said, look... You know, this is what we've been quoted. Can you match? Now, I had already discounted their management fee. So, like, the difference in total was, like, (laughs) 0.2%. And they were sticking to it. Like, they would not go with us unless I matched to them. That exact. And I just feel like, you know, I, I see so much value in what we do and how I know how good we are. Yeah. But people are so money orientated that they will go with someone whom, you know, I have taken a lot of business off this particular company and the business that we have taken has had issues within the management. yes, okay. So, like, I'm not going to say that to a client though. Obviously. But, like, for me it's like you're arguing over point two when the difference of actual management you'll receive is so large, it's such a hard argument sometimes to justify
1: the fee. Do you know what I mean? I think it it depends on how people look at it and I think if you're a genuine investor that actually has a property as a business, I guess if you're treating it as a business, then I think they're a bit easier to maybe have those conversations with because they kind of know in the long run what the benefit is going to be to them. They know that if they get the right agent, their risk is Mm minimised and obviously that's what they want their investment for, to minimise risk and maximise profit. Uh, I think if you're and I mean, no offence by this, but like, you know, a mum and dad investor or an investor by accident, that also happens, yep. you know, some people end up in the market, uh, not by choice, I guess. And mm-hmm. um, then I think they're the ones that they don't see that long-term value potentially as much as And they might not person. know,
0: like the cheaper management fee might be great at the start, but if the yeah. problem gets really bad, the cost will be so much bigger than that 0.2% that you could have paid for a good property manager.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, yeah, I feel like for me, that is a like biggest sticking point when it comes to management fee. And that, yeah, I feel like that's the most common thing that people look at. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's probably the first thing they look at without even considering the other fees. So when I say obviously our management fee includes us managing the property, that's obviously ensuring the rent is paid on time at all times. Mm -hmm. It's covering maintenance. And by maintenance I mean like if obviously the tenant reports something, then we organize a work order or if you want to quote, managing that. So ensuring the job gets done, paying the bill that the follow-up and that whole whole process. Yep. Paying invoices, paying council rates and water rates. Yep. When I'm focusing on the management fee particularly, I really drill down that it is to manage the everyday of the investment.
1: Yeah. And do you find that a lot of people That say in this market are wanting you to manage every part of that? Because I know historically you've had owners that have kind of wanted to manage parts of it and have an agency manage parts of it. Is that still common? Well, I feel like today, because like contractors and things, we know,
0: in WA particularly like our trades are hard to get sometimes. Like I know my parents were needing a trade and they really struggled to find one. Yeah. Where for us, because we have such good relationships with our trades, they'll do the work for us. Yeah. So I think more often than not now, owners just want us to do it. I know yeah, okay. back in the day clients wanted to pay their own council rates and water rates, where now they just want to think car courts and their house. Yeah. And that's one, everything relating to the house comes to us so they don't have to stress.
1: And I think that, um, I guess, if you're an investor, I feel like that's the best. for Me, personally, I'm always telling people I think that that's the way that they should go. Yep. You know, I want you to be involved in what is happening in your investment property, but you're paying us a fee to manage that for you. Mm. And we want to take that stress away. And we do want to manage that on your behalf so that we're only calling you you know, when we need to get things done or when we need to have a conversation about things that maybe need to be addressed in the future. Like we don't want you worrying about those, I guess, the nitty-gritty things that we could be doing for you.
0: Absolutely. And that's why I'm also so big on telling clients like this is why we're the middleman so you don't contact the tenant. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) You don't need to get involved. The tenant doesn't need to call you and keep it very person in the middle so that always those professional and your investment is looked after. Exactly. That's what I believe.
1: Yeah. And look, I agree with you. And I know that there's people out there that obviously have a slightly different approach and that's completely okay. Mm. But for us, we just find, I guess it works for us if we can manage everything from start to finish.
0: Yep. I agree completely. So the next big fee is the leasing fee.
1: Yes. The leasing fee. Now, this is what, if not the big, I guess the biggest one-off charge. Yeah, we it have. is the biggest one-off yeah. charge. Yep. So again,
0: industry standard, we're going to do all our fees based on industry standard is two weeks rent plus GST. Taken at the commencement of the tenancy, if obviously the property is vacant. Yeah. And for the leasing process. So yes. what is the leasing process? You can have a turn.
1: What is the leasing <laughs> process? So the leasing process. So I guess it in a way it is explanatory. It's when we're taking that property on, and we're leasing that property for that client. So property is being, uh, let's say property is being advertised, you've signed it up. And that whole leasing process, it's conducting viewings, uh, going through tenant inquiries, managing that, having a chat to who is interested, and who isn't, opening homes, getting applications, right. processing applications. Which is a big job. People don't realise. And at the moment with the amount of applications we're receiving, so you know, I think the other day we had 15 on one property. Yep. So, and reference checking, every single one of those. And look, commonly, there's two um, applicants per application. Yeah, and that's a lot of reference checking, like work, where they're currently living, personal references. Previous rental history. That's a lot of work. Exactly. And then, you know, also things that people don't really look at and I think is really important is visa status for people that are coming over because you don't want to be putting in a situation where they may not be here for the term of the lease they're applying for. Mm -hmm. But that's all the things that obviously we know. Yeah. But clients go, oh, this is such a
0: big fee what's involved
1: yeah and then you know the database checking you know once we narrow that those applications down we do um defaulting database checks uh and then once we get them approved it is all the paperwork that's after that so you know the lease agreement the bond doing a sign up with the tenants making sure they're fully aware of the expectations
0: and they know how to rent the property because some agents run things differently to others well exactly
1: yeah very true you know people have different processes you know i know we have um an, an emergency process that we changed in the last few years so i guess they as a tenant need to know one what is expected but two what they can expect from us yeah See, this is why i can always justify this fee
0: because i feel like when you actually tell the client what you do yeah they understand it better yeah like there is so much and then and like we've had recently you can do all that work get a lease signed get the money through, and then the tenant circumstance might have yeah. changed and you're back to square one.
1: Oh, we've had that so much recently. Well, people are
0: applying for multiple properties. Yeah, so and you can sense. understand
1: that in this market. Yeah. But we have had, I think one property we had three tenants fall over. And, like, no one's taking an option fee these days. No. So.
0: <laughs> so it's just back to the drawing board.
1: Exactly. So I think it does, it covers all of that. And then, like I said, it's it's the time I think is taken to process inquiries book home opens, chat to those inquiries, get a background process application. Like it's very much around people.
0: Yeah, and especially like these days we've seen lately because properties are hard to get, people are being dodgy on their applications. So there is a lot more effort going into the whole application processing than it probably was a few years ago.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I think it is a very, I guess, broad process, that leasing process, because there's so many facets to it, I think. But that's why the fee... Like as I've said, industry yeah. standard is two weeks
0: because there's a lot involved. And that is taken, obviously, so you guys don't actually pay us any money up front. It's taken from the rent when it comes in. We obviously charge all our fees. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's taken that first month usually.
1: Yeah. And I guess from our point of view is if we've not done the job, we're not going to charge the fee. Yeah, so exactly. We do the job, we get you a tenant, the fee comes out of that. Correct.
0: Next one off the rank is advertising. Yes. So a lot of people think... Advertising should be free.
1: I actually have heard that. I disagree completely. So do obviously. I. Obviously. <laughs> as both an owner and a property manager. Yep. Because I know as a property manager, I put that hat on. I know that advertising a property is the most important thing to get right because you want to attract the right person, you want to attract the right tenant, and you want to present the property in its best possible light. So maximize the rent for the owner and then have a nice property there that's going to be maintained. So I think it needs to be advertised right. It needs to look great. 100% professional Professional photos. Yes. (laughs) I agree with all of that. So it can't possibly be free if you want your property to look that good.
0: I remember once. I don't remember, like obviously I've been in real estate for years, but I remember a sales rep saying to me once, obviously like when VPA, so vendor paid advertising came in for selling, And I remember somebody going, if the client won't pay for advertising, they're not serious about selling the property. Yeah. Well, I agree with that. And I've always taken that obviously into my role listing rentals because I'm like, you're wanting, like you've said, a good tenant. Every owner wants a good tenant. So this fee is going to put your property out there on all the major websites, make sure it's displayed really well and clearly for people. There's a signboard, all of that it's not that much in the scheme of things. I don't think so, really. So I'm very passionate on advertising and it's one that I don't like to discount because I feel like obviously unless like we've sold it we've already got the professional course, photography, yeah. but if you can't up front be okay with advertising it, then are you even going to be a client worth dealing
1: with? And I think it's a really good question because you're wanting to make sure that you're putting, well, let's say for photos, like who has seen an ad with photos oh. when there's like people in reflections of mirrors? In <laughs> because they're inspection photos. Like. Uh, No one wants to see that. Like that, and each to their own on advertising, but for us personally, I just don't think that that is a good way to present the property. It's first impressions. Exactly. And I am like if any of the girls put
0: an old property up with old photos, oh, (laughs) I rip them and I'm like, no, get the photographer out there because you have those photos for a long time. So why not use them and make the house look as good as it possibly can because then you're going to hope that it's going to attract good people, yeah. and then, you know, it's a knock-on effect, isn't
1: it? I Yeah, completely agree. So in terms of advertising then, you mentioned all the major portals. Mm-hmm. So do you get any clients that ask you not to put them on certain websites? No.
0: Yeah. Everybody asks that's about realestate.com. Yeah, I figured Like, was I want to say, Rewa's our main one, yeah. and I love Rewa, yeah. but most people have the realestate.com app. It's, and that's not cheap.
1: No. That's
0: what clients don't understand. We don't make money on advertising. No. So, the cost of advertising covers professional photography, a signboard, brochures, and obviously all the major portals. And none of them are free. No. And. They get more and more expensive every year. Oh, my gosh. They really do. And this is what clients forget. Like, we're pretty good. We don't put our (laughs) fees up to existing clients regularly. Yeah. So the fact that everyone else is getting more expensive and we're just like, yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's like, we'll do it. It's fine. (laughs) Signboards. Yes. Do you get any clients not want signboards?
0: Um, It's hit and miss. Like, I used to be very, very big on signboards. Yeah. And then I think during COVID, honestly, I just – really gave up on them. Yeah. I know that sounds really bad, but...
1: It happened. It just, COVID changed a lot. I was just going to say, yeah, it went kind of maybe in, in waves and also, like, the vacancy rate being as minimal as it is, by the time the signboards were going up, the property was leased anyway. Correct. So that's also a factor.
0: But I think now I really like it because... You know, I know myself, like if the house next door to me went for rent, I'd yeah. have a look or I'd tell my friend who's looking for yeah. a house. i go, oh, because I might not necessarily be looking for a rental, but you might be looking for a yeah. rental. And if I saw a sign, that might prompt me to do it. So yeah. I think it's good in that sense. Some clients, if it's an owner-occupied, they don't yeah. love it. Yeah, okay. Because like, obviously the owner's living there and they don't want all their neighbours knowing what they're doing. Which you can kind of appreciate. And that's fine. Like we don't enforce it. If they don't want to sign, they don't want to sign. Yeah, okay. But... When I do bring the benefits up, oh, but your neighbour might have a really good
1: friend and then yeah. they're going to look up, then they'll think about it. And um, I think that is a good point, you're saying that, because especially in this market with it being so tight, is you do think about people you know that are looking for property. 100%. So when you are driving around and you do see one... You will automatically think about, oh, I better give such and such a call and let them know that something's coming up Absolutely. because it is the market for it. Everyone is trying to look out for it. And like
0: I've got friends, obviously, that ask me because they know I'm in real estate. Yep. So if I saw like another company signboard at a house, then I would think of them. Yeah. So it's not even necessarily us. I just think it's good because like you said, it prompts you and yep. then you can let them know to have a look online and they might not have seen it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. Okay. So then, then, oh, see, this is a good new one. Property condition report. <laughs> this is again, so not yeah. as big as our advertising fee, but property condition report is again in the first month and charged yep. before obviously the lease starts. Yep. Um, this fee ranges. So I've seen some people charge $195 yep. and I've seen some agents charge $350. Yeah,
1: it does actually change quite considerably, that mm. one, I think. And I think it also depends on not only the agent but the size of the property. Like I know a lot of agents now that do sliding scales mm-hmm. with regards to the property, um, condition report fee. It, it is quite varied. So I have a lot of owners ask me if they can do it themselves
0: to save oh. the money. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, but then I tell them what's involved. Yeah. So if a client says to me, "Oh, Kelly, can I do my own property condition report because I want to save X amount of dollars?" and then I go, "Oh, it's like a sixty-page document with like a thousand photos that has to be done on this yeah. particular template from yeah. um, Demers," oh no, that's fine.
1: They're like, "Oh no, never mind." Yeah, <laughs> I
0: think once they understand, and like I'll always say to people, "This is your bible for your house."
1: Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: Like there is nothing more important, and you will agree. I- than the property condition yep. report. We ha- we use, um, we outsource. So we use particular yep. companies that specialize in property condition reports. Correct, And they go through, obviously, take all the photos and write a report for the exact condition that the property is in
1: prior to the lease starting. Yeah. And I do, Bible is the right word. It is the oh, absolute most important document. You, uh, you honestly can't explain anymore how <laughs> dedicated I am to a good property control. Well, report. if there's a hole in the door, they're going to know the hole in the door was there. before. But yeah. the and I just think, um, like you said, maybe when you explain it a little bit more to clients then they kind of understand just how important that document is, because you need to make sure, you know, if you are outsourcing, find a specialized company because there is so many out there. Yeah. But, you know, you want to make sure you're finding the right one that works with your agency because yeah. it needs to be a detailed report. It needs to be Accurate. It and needs to have needs correct all the info that we need. Exactly. Yep. So I feel like if you find a good property condition report company, honestly, keep that relationship going. Love them. Exactly. Forever. Love them forever because they are essentially probably one of the most important relationships you can have if you choose to outsource.
0: And then you know, obviously, if you're desperate and need one, fit in, and you're oh, good to yeah. them, they're good to you. Exactly. Oh, I love our girl.
1: Yeah. So we, yeah, we have a few companies that are fantastic and have really looked after us. So.
0: And that's also like that document will come back and come up again so many times throughout, yeah. throughout the tenancy. So while it may seem like, oh, I'm spending all this money at the start, when they vacate, that document that you've outlaid up front is back. So, yeah. you know, we obviously we go back through it and we make sure that if there's any issues, we've got it there either photographed or written into the report so no one can argue. Exactly. That's why it's so important because the owner's comfortable that they handed it over in this way. Yeah. And look, not every owner is clean. Of course. So it's nice to have a third party detail that without us telling them.
1: That makes sense. It's always hard to try and have that conversation with someone because you don't want to be rude, but you also want to make sure that their property is going to be looked after in the way that we would, I guess, want to hand it back to them at the end.
0: Well, everyone's version of clean is different of course. at the end of the day. So this is a black and white report that photographs exactly
1: how it was and details it. So yeah, this is an important one. It is. And I think it's also important to mention that Yes, at the moment we're talking about fees and this is what our owners obviously get in charge and what they're paying for. But this impo- uh, document is so important for tenants as well. Oh, so important. Because they need to be protected. They're the ones moving into the property. They well, need they to don't... make sure they're comfortable that, you know, how the um, property is detailed on that report is accurate as well. So they
0: always, and um, that's what we say, they always get the opportunity to yeah. make any changes within a week and then they send it back to us and then we keep it on file. So yeah. nobody else can amend it throughout the tenancy. Yeah. It's just as it is.
1: So I do, yeah.
0: Very important document. Can't stress that enough. <laughs> and then, but I reckon really the last once-off charge at the start is the title search. Yeah, yeah.
1: I actually simplest, forgot about that. Yeah, please. I was like, I got you. Yeah, the simplest you really did.
0: one that says you own the property. So some yeah. clients will have this yeah. already. Some people just have it when they settle. Like yeah, they do. Someone. But if not, we just simply go on to Landgate, order a title to make sure that everyone that owns property signs that management authority and that
1: is around $30. Yeah. I can't think off the top. I think like $27, $60. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, you're right, title search fee. And it is is important. So it is something that we get audited on and it is something that we need to make sure is correct because we need to match the management authority names to Mm -hmm. the title search Mm -hmm. because that's an important one. Um, Just recently, actually, we had an owner contact us the title address um, was updated for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. And he contacted us and said, oh, just letting you know it's been updated. And I was like, oh, we need to get all new contracts on yeah. because we need the, all variations. We need the correct address on it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, no, it's fine. I was like, no, no, mm-hmm. we need to do that. <laughs> Legally speaking. So thinking. things happen. Like you, they can have a title, let's say they bought a property six years ago, provide that to you when something may have changed mm-hmm. or they might, you know, there might be, what's that word? Covenant or anything. There could be anything on that title. It's just such an important piece so of that we know. information, not only for you as an agency to have for the auditor, but for you to make sure you're dealing with the right people. Yeah. You know, there's so many thing. scams in this world. Yeah.
0: A hundred percent. And then obviously like we get a copy of their ID, numbers and things like that. Yep. So yeah. we are nice and covered. Yeah. Next fee, <laughs> routine inspections. Okay. So again, this fee I believe has I've seen from like twenty two dollars to like
1: eighty eight dollars. Yeah, it. I actually think I might have seen one slightly higher than that as well. Oh really? It's, yeah, hundred. I have a feeling I got a hundred and twenty dollars stuck in my head, but You'd, But
0: it's just it. Yeah. So routines happen after the first six weeks at the property and then every three months thereafter. That's how we do them, yes. They don't have to be every three months. So yep. I will always say to a client, obviously, there's a fee involved. Yep. Um, so legally it can be three-monthly. But if you get a tenant you're really happy with, obviously, if you're wanting to look at costs, yeah, you might push that back to four months or five months. Yeah. So I know when people are doing sums, they always go, where can I cut a cost? Yeah, of course. Sometimes for them it might work out that they're comfortable with four-monthly inspections. Yeah,
1: okay. And you can, I guess if you've got a tenant in there that's passed a few inspections and is comfortable and you know that they're looking after the property, then, you know, there's no real reason not to. But look,
0: obviously like we encourage routines, but like you've always said, if it's a long term tenant that's been there or you're really comfortable with them, you might just push it back a month and save a little bit here and there.
1: Yeah. So I do think that that's a good one. In terms of routine inspections, how, and I know this isn't quite fee orientated, but for that fee, Mm. what? Does a client get? So they would get a report from us. So the
0: report will mention every room in the home. So yep. you'll have like a front and a back overview. Yep. So that would show garden if there's lawn. Obviously, there's photos attached. Yep. And then internally, the like obviously the property manager looks at lounge room, kitchen. We can check plumbing like we've gone into before. Check plumbing, I mean like you can yep. open a cupboard that has plumbing <laughs> to in make it. sure that yes. it's not currently leaking. We're not plumbers. <laughs> um but they would get obviously a report with an overview of the house if there's any maintenance that's mentioned on there and then photos.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: overview photos, but not of the tenant's furniture usually. Yeah. Like back course. in the day, I
1: used to take like beautiful like this is how the room is <laughs> set up. But the girls don't do that anymore. Uh, I think it depends on the tenant. Like I do some tenants and it depends what they're comfortable with because, you know, obviously the tenant is the one that's living there. So I don't want to be doing anything that makes them uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But in the same token, I am there to inspect the property and make sure the owner knows how it's presented and how the tenant's looking after it. So I think that all depends on the relationship personally that you have with that tenant, because I think, you know, I've had properties that I've managed for 10 odd years. And, like, I could walk in and they would be happy for me to take a photo of absolutely anything in the house because they just know... That it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that the report is for a particular purpose. It's only going to a particular person and they're not worried about that. But, you know, I appreciate that there's a lot of privacy concerns around things these days. So I feel like if a tenant actually come to me at an inspection and said, hey, would you mind not taking a photo of something specific, then... Of course, unless it's obviously damage or cleaning or something that I have to know, then, you know, I'll work with them.
0: But I feel like for the fee, the owner does get a lot of information. I agree. Like I feel like that could definitely be charged higher because of routine. You do get a lot. And then there is a lot of time involved. You think like the property manager's got to drive to and from the property. Yeah. Like obviously go to the property, make sure they've arranged a time that's suitable with the tenant. When you think about a routine, there's a lot involved in it.
1: Yeah. And the, the driving time, like you said, is already just, I guess it depends on where it is from the office, but still it's travel. Yep. So on that, do you ever get any clients when you're going through the management process or going through the sign up process, I should say, mm-hmm. that ask if we outsource our routines? Is that a question that comes up?
0: I find it's a question that comes up when people are comparing me to other companies. Okay. Because obviously, like, I'm the business, well, I'm the new client manager. So I deal with all the new business. Yep. And then obviously, they get handed to a property manager. Yep. So I'm already like, I've made a relationship with you, but then I'm handing you to somebody else to manage. Yeah. So I find that then they will ask, well, do they manage it or does somebody else do this or does somebody else do that? So that's when it comes up because other companies outsource, obviously, routines and things like that. So when I say to them, no, 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 I just handle all this stuff (laughs) and then your one property manager goes to the house, obviously, puts the tenant in there. So they're all there for that. That reassures them. Yeah, okay. Okay. And I think, like we've spoken about before, I think it's important for the property manager to do the
1: inspections. Look, I agree. I agree. And we're not opposed to outsourcing routines. You know, we have done it here and there and we will still do it here and there when we need to. Um... But I agree with you. Like they need to get their eyes on the property. They need to see the property. And I want their clients to feel as though. They know the property. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Both tenants and the owners. Yep. Because you want both the tenants and the owners to know that the property manager knows what they're talking about.
0: And the tenant's probably comfortable with the property manager going there because that's who they're explaining things to. When they've reported maintenance, it's to Taylor and then Taylor's inspecting. So I reckon like me as a tenant, that would reassure me because this is who I've spoken to and this is who's coming. Yeah. Makes sense. Hi everyone, Charlie here. We are going to cut episode seven here. So make sure you listen to part two next Wednesday. It will go live at 8am. And if you do have any questions, be sure to reach out to us on socials, alliance.leasing. We do also have a question box at the top of each episode on Spotify and Apple Music. If you do have any questions for Kelly and Sam or want to recommend the next uh, podcast topic,
1: Thanks for listening to another episode on the Alliance experience. Don't forget to follow us on Insta, alliance.leasing.